0: Today we're coming to that uh, middle part of this whole message series on the good and beautiful community. As we talk about the church, we're, we're coming to the heart of the book, the heart of the series, really the heart of the gospel, the heart of the good news of Jesus Christ about reconciliation uh, and how that uh, we can be reconciled to God and then we can then extend God's reconciliation to other people as God's reconciling community. Now I want us to start by looking at some scripture together from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. These words are on the front of your Pray, Study, Grow material, and it really speaks to the essence of what God has done for us in Christ and what God is calling us to do in Christ. The scripture says that all this, all this reconciliation, all. All of this is initiated by God. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Through the cross, through his life, his death, his resurrection, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. For our sake, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So I wanna ask you to ask yourself two questions as we talk about this today. The first question is, am I reconciled to God? Am I a person that knows the reconciling love, the pardoning love, the mercy and the grace of God? Have I received that mercy myself? And if I have, what am I doing with it? Individually and as a community of faith, Schweitzer, are we a community offering God's reconciliation to other people? That's, that's the heart of what we're talking about today. Now, let's uh, shift gears by, let me ask you, how many of you have seen the movie Son of God? Okay, good. Um, many of you have not. I know you've read the book, so it's, you know the ending, um, you know, there's, I'm always kind of amused by the critiques of movies and, and how, you know, some Christians are talking about how, well, they left some stuff out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they missed the message. Or, boy, when I saw it, I was thinking two things. I was thinking they really captured the gruesomeness of what Jesus went through. They also captured... The mission that he was on this mission of grace and those of you who, were, who saw the movie you know that how they move kind of quickly from scene to scene but how they talked about how that he reached out and and healed a man that was paralyzed and he said your sins are forgiven you because Jesus was not just about physical healing he was about spiritual healing We're about the scene where the woman that was caught in adultery they, they brought her before him and, you know, the elders, the religious elders were going to stone her. And that's what the law said. And Jesus doesn't condemn her. He lets her go. and says, go and sin no more. Or the whole way in which he treats Judas, who's betraying him. and How Jesus continues to befriend Judas. How he invites him to the table. How, how he embraces him and kisses him, even in the midst of Judas betraying him. And then on the cross, you know the story, the thief asks, will you remember me? Will you forgive me? Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. And then that great prayer that he prays over everyone, even those that don't ask for forgiveness, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, the mercy of God comes through the movie. It is the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, friends, if you could reduce the good news and the message of the whole scripture, and particularly the gospels of Jesus, to one word, if you could only use one word, use the word mercy. Because it tells us at the heart, Of what god is about and why jesus came and what he has done for us and so i want us to look at some scripture together from a story that jesus tells in the gospel of matthew and before we look at the scripture i want to set the context that peter one of jesus followers has just asked jesus the question okay god how many times how many times do i have to forgive him How many times do I have to let her go? Seven seven times? Peter thinks he's generous, and Jesus says, no. How about 77 times, or 70 times 7 times? How, How about an infinity? And to make his point, Jesus then tells this story to the question. How long do I have to forgive? How much mercy do I have to extend? And so Jesus says, for this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king, and God is the king in the story, who s- wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, that is the king settling the accounts, one who owed him 10,000 talents, talents uh, were thousands of dollars, so 10,000 10, talents equaled out to millions of dollars, Okay. Servant owes him millions of dollars was brought to him. And as he could not pay, and on God's green earth, he knew it, the king knew it, everybody knew it, there's no way this guy is ever going to be able to pay. His Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity, out of pity, out of compassion, out of mercy for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. So he's been forgiven millions of dollars worth. It's like he won the lottery, right? Now, I'm not suggesting that you uh, go for the lottery. I'm here to tell you that uh, you've got a better chance with the mercy of God than you do with winning the lottery but let's say you won the lottery you you won millions of dollars and some poor dude walks up to you and this guy owes you a hundred dollars what do you think you'd do with that guy you think you might find it in your heart to let it go <laughs> I think so but that's not the way Jesus tells the story Jesus continues the story in this way. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon the one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he could pay the debt. What is it with this guy? Why couldn't he find mercy toward this guy? It's really hard for us to receive the full extent of God's mercy and forgiveness. It seems to her easy, doesn't it? We feel like, you know, we've got to do something. We've got to earn it or even when it's pronounced to us, even though it's offered to us, forgiveness is there. In our heart of hearts, do we believe it? You know, I think, if truth be told, many of us Christ followers, disciples, Christians, believers, in our heart of hearts, it's hard for us sometimes to really believe that the slate has been wiped clean. that there is no guilt, that there is nothing hanging over us, that God has totally pardoned us and forgiven us. Do you believe that this morning? Do you know God is a pardoning God, as a merciful God? Do you believe in your heart of hearts? It is gone. Or are you afraid somewhere in your spirit that there's going to become a knock at the door where God sent the parole officer over and said, there's been a mistake, you're going to prison anyway. But church, if we really believe this, if we really believe the mercies of God, if we really believe that Jesus Christ became sin for us, and we have become the righteousness of God because of what Jesus has done for us through his life, his crucifixion his resurrection then we become a people that take this message of reconciliation to the world our families our community our, our world is wounded and hurting people hurt others and the only way the ultimate way that we are healed that we are saved is through the mercy of God. My problem is, you know, I want the mercy of God. I'm just not sure about you. (laughs) But if you really receive it, if you really have it, oh, my goodness, you want others to have it too. And so I go back to the question, do you know the mercy of God? Have you been reconciled to God? And if you have, that second question, what are you doing as a part of God's reconciling reconciling community? One of the greatest uh, illustrations that I've seen in the modern uh, time of a community that was practicing reconciliation for the world to see happened in 2006. In October 2006, there was a milk truck driver who was a father that had lost one of his daughters in death. And angry and and confused, he went and done the unthinkable. He was married and the father of two kids himself and he walked into this little Amish school. Perhaps you remember the story. And in this little Amish schoolhouse, he shot and killed five little girls. And he shot and wounded five others. And then he took his own life. And the media at the time was camped out continuously following the story. And that very day, that very day, the elders of the Amish community came together. And they decided how they were going to respond to this. And so they come to the door of the widow of the gunman. In 2010 movie entitled Amish Grace, it captures the scene of what happened next. Let's watch. Amish Grace tells this true story of how a whole community pulled together. It talks about the real struggle that parents had in for really really, truly forgiving. There was grief counseling involved, it wasn't cheap grace, it wasn't easy, and yet it was authentic and it was real. They stood by this woman, they did chores for her, and one of the most moving scenes in the, in the movie is near the end when they're burying Charlie, the gunman. And the media is covering it of course, they're in the foreground and they're saying, well, I thought she was a part of a big congregation. Where's her church? They didn't show up very well (laughs) because there's just a few people at the graveside. And then the Amish community just pour out over the hill and they come in full force and they stand with the woman extending their deep sympathy and care for her loss. What a beautiful picture of a reconciling community. You know, Jesus tells this story about forgiveness, being forgiven millions of bucks, because he wants us to understand that we are that person in that story. And that our struggle in forgiving another person by comparison to the millions of bucks we've been forgiven is just $100 dollars. Reconciliation starts with forgiveness. Reconciliation in this life doesn't always happen completely. It takes two people to be reconciled. But it starts with one person forgiving another person. But forgiveness always begins with the mercy of God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself the world not just you or me the world and those of us who know the mercies of god we've been entrusted with this message god does not have plan b so church how do we do this How do we practice reconciliation as a community? How do we reinforce this in our lives? James Bryan Smith talks about in the book that how it helps him to forgive somebody else by praying for them. And sometimes when he can't pray for that individual to ask other people, some trusted brother or sister in Christ that will pray for you and pray for them that God will help change and mend human hearts. when we really know in our heart of hearts that the slate is clean and there is nothing held against us and the guilt is gone we can't help, we can't help but be ministers of reconciliation and mercy toward others that's who we're called to be That's what we're called to do. This is the heart of the gospel. If we miss this point, we miss the good news. I got to tell you this morning, just the power of the testimony after after the 820 service, there was a guy walked up to me in his 70s. Been coming to church, going to church all his life. He said, Today, I was saved. Today, it happened. Today, I got it. That's the mercy of God. There's a prayer I want to share with you that comes from the Eastern Church, from the Greek and russian orthodox tradition in particular has preserved this prayer it is a prayer that i have used over the years off and on and recently i've used it a lot this prayer has so many different dimensions to it and i'm going to be teaching on this tomorrow evening in the house of prayer we're going to be practicing it. i wish i had time to talk more about this this morning but i want to say a few things This is a prayer that works for anyone who thinks, how do I open myself up to God's salvation and mercy and forgiveness? How do I experience this? And it's it's rooted in the scripture. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It's that simple. It's that freeing. It's that real. Would you say that prayer with me? Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Have mercy on me, a sinner. I find this prayer to be something that helps me to focus in the midst of my day. And the short version is simply, Jesus have mercy, Jesus have mercy. When I'm messing up, when I've got all these thoughts that come in my mind, when I'm unsettled, when I'm anxious, when I see people doing things they ought not to be doing and I'm judging them or whatever, I just pray, Jesus have mercy, Jesus have mercy. I find it a prayer that opens me up And continues to help me to be centered in Jesus many people use us as a breath prayer where you can pray in this way Lord Jesus Christ Son of God breathing in and then breathing out have mercy on me breathing in and breathing out and I like to use this prayer as a sense of community and changing the word me to us because it helps me to connect with the sins of others. And also, I hope that other people can connect with my sins, that we're in this together, that we all share this human condition, this human frailty. And so we pray Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. This morning we're going to celebrate Holy Communion. The great reenactment. The great remembrance of the mercies of God. And what Christ has done for us with his great sacrifice. As we come this morning, I hope this prayer's on your lips. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Or you may be carrying some burdens for other people. You can pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us. For God was in Christ Reconciling the world to himself. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He wasn't counting our trespasses against us. But he freely gave us himself. Lord Jesus Christ. Son of God. Have mercy on us. It was in the night that you were betrayed that you took bread and you broke it and you gave it. You said, this is my body given for you. It's that same meal that you took the cup and you raised it to God and you said, this is the cup of salvation. This is the blood to espunge us of our sins. As often as you drink this, remember me. So God, we thank you for your mercy today, the mercy that we hold in our hands, the mercy that we see on the cross, the mercy that we see in the life and the teachings in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we receive your mercy for ourselves. And we ask that you would help us to extend your mercy to others. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.